What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Convos Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we have on my most requested guest by far. I'm so excited to get the chance to talk to her. We have A Thing Mo on the podcast. If you don't already know who she is, A Thing is the Olympic gold medalist in the 800 meters. She won the Tokyo Olympics when she was 19 years old, which is just crazy for track and field. This past September, she just broke the American record for the outdoor 800 meters, 154.97. I actually cannot fathom how someone runs that fast. She also just has an awesome personality, so I'm excited to chat with her. Hope you guys enjoy it. a thing. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. And I know all of my listeners are too. I just told you, but I need to tell my listeners too. I've never seen uh, my, not, I was going to say subscribers, but I guess it's listeners, not subscribers. So excited for you to come on the podcast. So um, thanks for taking the time to come on. Uh, if someone doesn't know who you are, they probably live under a rock. But do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, like what you do? Just give us a little summary. Um, my name's a thing, Mo. I run the 800. I run for Team USA. <laughs> I run the Sex A&M. I live in LA now, training with Bobby Kersey. And yeah. Oh, I have a baby Bentley. He's a pug. And yeah, he's the best very, baby ever. Very cute. Um, I, yeah, I was going to ask where, where you're training. I wasn't sure. I didn't know if you were still in Texas, but you're in LA. That's exciting. Yeah. Did you just Go move? Is that, why is that why your apartment's not? This is my second place. Okay. Yeah, but been here since last year. So getting ready to start year two. Nice. Do you like LA? LA is cool. It's a bit chaotic, but I mean, overall, she's pretty, I, I feel like I haven't really found my like ins and outs of the city because yeah. there's so much, but overall, I mean, I still figure it out, but she's pretty good for the most part. <laughs> um, Where do you like spend your, the most time in LA? Cause LA is huge. So yeah, literally West LA, so like, I don't even know, like West LA, Culver City, yeah, LA, I don't know, Santa Monica, I'm there quite often, um, but I don't really know, I'm not really a, I don't, I'm not a geographical person, so you probably shouldn't be asking me, I'm just <laughs> wherever people tell me to be. <laughs> uh, that's good, you don't have to think too much, which is nice. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, thinking in LA, there's just like a lot going on, like you said, so it can be a little bit overwhelming literally too much i feel like even in i don't know one year of being there there's still so much to explore so there is but the thing is like when i first got here it was basically you know i'm already uh, trying to get myself together being in this new place and then we're starting training so there and then obviously with training you can go and look at things but you really don't have that much time because you've been trying to recover and then like get some sleep in and stuff like that and then when it's the weekend you have one day but 24 hours is not enough to like fully go out and adventure so I haven't really and I also just haven't really had friends either that could actually take me out that's been living here for a while at least so yeah this year a little easier a little better yeah it's also I feel like it's I mean I live in San Diego which is a bit different but San Diego is pretty big too it's kind of hard to make friends and maybe it's just like being an adult in general I feel like it's I don't know especially when you're in a job like your field obviously It's like you have your training partners and stuff, but how, and you're not like, you're not going to be a giant social butterfly. No. <laughs> like you can't. No. 
but I also feel like it's just hard in LA because no one talks to you like yeah I take the elevator and people literally just walk on the elevator and just come on and we're just like standing there awkwardly in silence silence I'm just like okay yeah it's let me at least talk to Bentley or and act like I'm talking to Bentley so we can have some type of sound effect going on yeah so that's not really helpful with trying to make friends yeah how old is Bentley he's two he's okay he turned two in May so he's my big baby I love him so much he's he's sleeping here that's he's probably mad at me is he calm oh yeah that's he's like half awake at this point that's good I feel like that's a good companion to have especially if I'm assuming that you're living alone but it's nice to have a dog living alone so I think he gets bored a little bit but it's okay when he goes get when he gets like babysat he enjoys hanging with his other friend yeah there you go um Okay, well, enough LA talk. <laughs> Even though I'm, I'm sure people are interested, just in like, honestly, not many people know that I live here at this point, or at least I'm here for now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but yeah. yeah. Well, now they know. So, um, well, I want to talk about I don't know the past couple of years of your life and beyond that. I'm like, I got a lot of listener questions just of like how you got your start in running. Um, people ask, were you always good from the get go, or like? Uh. Yeah, talk about your your upbringing, I guess, in this Um, I started when I was, like, six, I think. I don't remember that young because I'm just, like, like, I don't know. I don't even know when we start remembering memories. But I'm pretty sure from what I know, it's, like, I was six. I have six other siblings. I'm the sixth out of seven. So, basically the baby. But from the top, my eldest brother has started running. I think he just started in high school, maybe. And then his high school coach was also coaching the um, the club team that we ended up running for that I started with. And so we all just went down the line. And eventually I was just going to practice, hanging out with them. Just I, I think they were like babysitting me or something. So I just came to practice just because. Um, and then from there, just stuck to the same track team. And we just, you know, eventually we started being official on the team and started competing, going to some meets in the summer. And that's really it. <laughs> then we just took steps to getting higher and higher into the sport were your siblings good um I don't I I don't know I was like too young to really know like their time and things like that I think they were pretty decent like I think they're 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 definitely decent if not mistake well I think as we gone down um in the siblings it, we just we just gotten better and better <laughs> um so I think so yeah did anyone run in college or was it just you um no we had three of them run in college plus okay. me so that's like four yeah. but not all of them did all four years but they all had a taste of collegiate yeah track that's field. nice was it like competitive between you guys I wouldn't say so I mean I never ran what they were doing. like you know my all of them had run high school track so I mean I feel like the only reason why it would be competitive is just like beat the times that they ran but we also kind of ran different events yeah. So there was almost no way. I feel like now we're probably more competitive, or at least the past couple of years have been a little bit more competitive because I think mostly all of us have run the 400 and that's not our main events, like none of us. And so everyone thinks they're faster than one another so much that we want to do like a family relay, which hasn't happened yet, but that's what we want to do. So, I mean, I want to say we're extremely competitive. I think at this point it's kind of known who's might be almost the fastest <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think there's any arguments to be had um I think you might win that one um 
Okay, so I was stalking you on Wikipedia, you know, as one does <laughs> before this episode. And I saw that. So you didn't run for your high school. You only ran for your track team. Yeah. Did, yeah. Were you just running like um, USATF meets or what were you doing back in high school? It was a mix between USATF and then also AAU, but it would mostly be AAU. Um, my first championships was AAU Club Nationals, and that was like in Florida. It happens every year. Um, I ran the 800 there. I don't know what I did my first year, but I know that was my first. I won my first national championships there. But as years progressed, I mean, depending on how close it was, because USATF was always mostly on the West Coast and we're like East Coasters. So we wanted to go whatever, whatever was near. So I would always run AAU most of the time but just mixing up sometimes. I ran different events, different years. We would run maybe one plus, you know, events at a time, but mostly AU, cross country, indoors and outdoors. Mm-hmm. Or was there like competition when you got older? Because at least on the USATF side, like I did USATF stuff when I was younger, but once you got to high school level, I feel like it scaled off, but I don't know what it was like on the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, the problem with it is like, most of the time the high schoolers whenever I'm running even if it's cross country like cross country and indoors most cross country indoors and spring track you really only get quote-unquote competition in the summer because that's when everyone's out of high school they're on the track now doing the summer track but during the season when I'm like training and everyone else is like in school being student athletes there's really not much competition because everyone's you know I'm the only one that's like being the odd oddball out there so yeah no we didn't really get it much until outdoors but then when we got to a certain level there wasn't much happening either (laughs) well yeah I mean I feel like when you're at the level that you're at I don't know you can take on the world and there's still not that much um, out there so that makes sense did that like did only running the AAU stuff like the club stuff did that affect any of your college plans or like did I don't know I'm, I'm wondering if college like recruiting people pay attention as much to USATF stuff but you know better than me I feel like they do because I know in the summertime they do a lot of recruiting like they go to junior olympics they go to like I don't know like sometimes pan am juniors or world juniors they go to those things um so I mean honestly I wasn't thinking thinking about going to college I didn't know anything about like oh being an NCAA athlete at all I think until my maybe maybe sophomore going into junior I was like, oh, this is the thing. This is what people are doing. Because I think we started like this 2020 like track and field athlete group chat or something like that. And we were all talking about it and things like that. But even at that case, when I knew about it, I wasn't really thinking anything of it. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to college and run track. Like I had no school in mind. I think after that point, I thought about Oregon because I was like, ooh, that's the only school I know. That's like, let's go Ducks. (laughs) Exactly. That's the only school I know of. That's like, ooh, track and field central. Like, let's cool. Um, But no one was recruiting me after like when when I because I remember I ran 2016 is when I ran that 600 and I think after that point they all thought I was going pro because even after I decided like to commit to A&M I was like asking like oh my god like like nobody was even recruiting me during that year you know when everyone would be recruiting so they're just all just like oh yeah we thought you were going pro and I remember releasing my first picture like hey like just did a home visit with blank and they were like I just got so many messages after like, oh, can we have a home visit? Can we have a home visit? Do you want to come visit school? It's like, wow, y'all really didn't think I was going pro. But yeah, it didn't really affect it. I just, I'm a late bloomer to just the whole idea of all these things. So at least in high school, I 
didn't know how far. I did not know the process of track and field at all, but it worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is kind of hard, like, when you're in high school to understand what's going on, especially, I don't know, it depends on what school you're at, like, what what county you're racing at and everything, because it's like, if your coach doesn't really know anything about recruiting, too, it's like, how are these people even getting in contact with you? Now it's different because there's, like, social media and stuff, but even back yeah. back then, it was, like, different. Um, but what made you decide to go to, like, A&M? Because you said that you weren't even, you didn't even know if you were going to go to college or not, or did you have pro opportunities as well? Yeah, I mean, after running that 600, I did probably even before, but I know we started talking about like the pro opportunities um, after that year. Cause I guess it was pretty intense at the time. I don't know, but I knew I didn't want to go pro. Yeah. I was like, mm. first of all, I'm not really enjoying running track the way I was just like by myself, training by myself, like doing all these things by myself. And I have never been like, Oh, I need this money right now. Or I need this. Like I did not care. I cared about having fun and just like enjoying whatever I was doing and I knew, like, if I wasn't happy doing whatever, I, you know, like, running track the way I was, then I could care less <laughs> how much money someone was trying to pay me. If it's not enjoyable, I don't want any parts. And so that was kind of my mindset whenever I heard about it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool, but I didn't know anything about it. And, of course, um, having my parents involved, like, they're just like, okay, it's going to be her decision if she wants to. I'm not going to, like, let her do anything because we don't really know anything. But she's also not going to decide until she's a bit older. Uh, we're not going to just do something right away um so eventually whenever i think my when i started doing the recruiting process i was like yeah i want to go to college because i want a team and i want to feel like i'm not like not like everything isn't about me you know like i don't want to be the main attraction here like i want to be part of something that's bigger than just me and that's the reason why i started the recruiting process and why i chose you know to go visit these schools and I don't know. Let everything else happen. <laughs> How was your college experience? Because you were only at A&M for a year, right? Yeah. Well, technically two years, but one year running with the team, second year professionally running there. Um, it was great. I loved freshman year. Oh my gosh. Best time ever. I mean, it was so good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Of course, you have like whatever happening you going from you know transitioning from high school to college whatever experiences but overall so good I love my teammates I love the fact that I was just able to I don't know be part of a group and just you know have people doing the same exact thing school was hard as heck but <laughs> I mean just everyone was kind of going through that transition of high school to not everyone but at least the freshmen that we were that were in our group and we had a pretty big group come into that year um and so, I mean, it was just nice to have other people kind of going through the same thing that you were going through. And I don't know, I just, I enjoyed it. I loved every meet. Every meet was so fun. We'd always end up, especially when we're running at home, we'd always end up going to like BJ's because that was the only thing that was open. And Dami loves her little bazookies. And I've been thinking about them for the past couple of days, but that was that go-to treat after meets. So I don't know, it was just fun. Got some friends and just, had some good experiences so I did enjoy it yeah I mean the NCAA experience is very unique so you don't oh. get it anywhere else I mean you probably know now like living by yourself in LA training professionally it's like it's nothing like no. <laughs> like the college experiences um but obviously you were only competing for a year then what made the decision to go pro just because you were just like I need to now I mean I didn't really think I needed to I feel like the opportunity was kind of there 
even after like the indoor season because it went so well. Um, but I still wanted to like, you know, finish my season and just enjoy being in the environment that I was in, make it to NCAAs. I did. And also, of course, I needed to win the 400 outdoors because I took an L indoors and that was not going to happen outdoors. That was my mission. That was my goal. So I had to make sure that I went out there and, <laughs> you know, I won. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel like the opportunity was just really big. And I knew it was something I probably shouldn't, you know, let go away. At the time, I think NIL was just starting. Like it was, you know, going into my sophomore year, it was just starting. So that was like an option too. But because it was like a, a new thing, I didn't really know what was involved in it. So I was like, mm, I don't really know if I want parts of that. And <laughs> I would rather just like, you know, still be able to train here, which I was able to um, at A&M and still be in school and kind of just be in the same situation while almost living the same life, even though it was totally different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a really great opportunity at hand. So I just decided to take it. You were, you stayed under the same coach. Like, were you able to train under him or her? Yeah. Yeah. I was literally at practice with the kids at the same exact time. <laughs> like we were okay. same exact thing. It almost was like I was a student athlete too. Yeah. That is nice that you can still yeah. do everything, but then you don't have to go to class. Oh, I still was in class. Okay. Uh, yeah. Actually, I was going to ask that too. <laughs> I still was in school. What were you studying? Um, I did a Camise the first year and the second year I was just in general studies, just taking a different route, seeing what things actually were enjoyable and yeah. entertaining. <laughs> did you finish your degree or no? No, I haven't finished. Okay. Or, or do you want to, or is that just, I mean, you're having so much success in running, so it's hard to like probably think about that, but. Yeah. I mean, I definitely want to, it's just um, for me. I'm a very invested person. And so I want to make sure what I, whatever I'm doing is something that I absolutely love to do and, and like, and actually enjoy doing. I don't want to just do it just because, and I feel like that's kind of the position I was in. Um, at least after sophomore year, I'm just like, mm, and almost just like, I'm just going through the motions. And so I just want to figure out whatever it is that I can actually use this degree for and, you know, use it for whatever else I'm invested in and I'm interested in but I haven't found that, which is why I got into general studies in the first place, because I'm like, mm, this is probably not for me. Um, but let's see what else is out there. Yeah, so. that makes a lot of sense. Like you can always get the degree later, especially if you know what you want to do. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of what I did when I was in college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I ended up doing a business degree. But it's like, if I didn't have to do it, because like, obviously, you have to do it. Because if you're a student athlete there. Yeah. Or at any school, you have to do a degree. But it's like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I feel like it is better in your situation to wait. Yeah, I mean, like, it was just, yeah. It was just really hard going, in, you know, straight from high school into college and like, oh, yeah, you have to choose, like, choose two majors and like, you know, one stand, like one that you're going to focus on and then one for backup. I'm just like, um, I barely know how to use my time wisely and I have to choose what I'm going to do for a living I am not prepared <laughs> it was just a lot it was a lot coming at me and I think I mean I don't know taking a break was definitely helpful especially since you know after sophomore year I was moving here and then now going to second year it's just like you know still getting settled into things that are happening and just all the transitions that have happened in my life so far um so I mean doing school was definitely would have been so hard while doing all this so very happily taking a break <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, why did you decide to move to LA? 
Um, I think it was just, well, sophomore year was definitely really different for me because I was technically professional, not technically, I was professional, <laughs> but I was still in a student athlete environment. And I think for me, like at that time, I felt like College Station was getting a bit small. <laughs> like I, yeah, I just felt like it was getting a little small. And one thing about me is like, I like to hide. And like, when I'm done with practice, I want to go home and just like, not just act like track and field does not exist. <laughs> and so, I mean, it was just a little bit hard to just have my own space, so to speak. Um, and I felt like it was probably time to just get that space in order for me to kind of progress because I felt like I was almost being a little, maybe a little more for the school than what the school was kind of giving to me for a little bit. Um, because obviously I was a super prominent name at the time. And so just a lot would be happening. Um, and I feel like I wasn't just able to focus on myself just a little bit. And I think I definitely needed that, especially with me now being professional. Um, I feel like the focus needs to change a bit. And I feel like it's just a little bit easier when you are in that actual professional environment, at least when I wouldn't say this is for everyone, but I, I mean, at least for me, when I was that young and I have done what I did at the Olympics, I mean, I feel like it would have just been a little bit easier to get in that different environment to where I can actually be like, oh, okay, like I'm a really good athlete. So like, it's basically like, I need to kind of lock in, you know? And so I think that's also helped me this past year. And just like what I've learned just being here in LA for just a year and being in that different environment. Um, so I think it's just time for that. Um, after being there for two years and experiencing that second year and feeling a little bit different because I was just like, mm, I'm professional, but it also feels like I'm student athlete. But then I'm like in school, but also like not in school. So it's just, it was just a little overwhelming. Um, so I was just happy to be able to have the opportunity to transition yeah. into this new phase. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I can't even imagine like being in the student athlete environment after you already won the Olympics. Like that's- I know, it was- something <laughs> yeah like a lot of people stay with their college coaches and stuff because it works but also I don't know if you accomplish a feat like going to the Olympics I feel like you need to do something that's going to take you to the next level yeah. I guess and yeah yeah, I mean, that. yeah that's I mean exactly that's that's literally it <laughs> yeah I kind of want to talk about you winning the Olympics I'm sure you've talked about it so much so I'm sorry if it's like a broken record okay. um but so you were 19 when you won right did you think that at age 19, you were going to be winning the Olympics? No. I like, I remember 2016 was the first year that I watched the Olympics period. Like I remember watching Clayton. I remember watching pretty sure Ajay run. Um, but I was never like a track geek. I like, I just kind of just went through the motions, just ran just like, Oh, okay, cool. I, yeah. I run track. Like, oh, okay. Bye. I'm going to, to regionals. Bye. I'm going to AU, you know, junior Olympics. There was, I am not a historical track and field athlete. Like, I don't, I, I should know more about the sport. To be honest, right me now. too. I don't know anything about um, the history of track and field and it's so bad, but, and I literally went to Oregon, which is like the most historical track school. And I'm like such it's a bad, like historian. It's not good. I mean, it just, it'd be like that sometimes. I feel like when you fall into the sport, just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like when you fall into it, like, and it's not something that you were thinking about, it just happens. Yeah. It's a bit different, but um, I remember after watching 2016 Rio, I was like, ooh, yeah, I want to be an Olympian, Olympic gold medals, and I want to go professional. And I just kept it in my mind all throughout the four years. But 
I didn't think, oh, 20, you know, I'll be in the Tokyo Olympics because I remember running in 2019 Doha, not, not 2019 Doha, but 2020, 2019 USATF Nationals and I finished fifth. And I think Doha was taken like top three or whatever. Um, but from that moment, I still was just going through the motions of the sport. I wasn't thinking about, oh, next year, yeah, I'll run at USA's. I, would, I didn't even want to run at USA's if it was in 2020. Like, no, I really, no, I was not thinking. That gap year definitely helped me a lot because then I was like, oh, okay, cool, we're running. But me going to USA's, I think just having that really great year beforehand helped me be like, oh, okay, like, great. Let's make the Olympic team. Like, as I, you know, as I progressed through the season, my freshman year, I, checked off goals 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 and then um I got to a point where I'm just like okay right USA is now let's make let's make the Olympic team and I did but I haven't even like well, well now I have but me thinking about you know oh yeah like I actually won it when I was 19 is crazy I never expected it I wasn't I wouldn't say I wasn't hoping for it because while I was there I finally realized like okay this is possible but if I would have thought about that a couple of years before, no, that was never the plan, never my intention. I wasn't thinking about the Olympics during any part of my freshman season. I was just thinking about running, meet by meet, um, but it just happened to fall on my feet. So definitely not, did not think that was going to happen. <laughs> so when it did happen, like you crossed the finish line, you're, you won. What, what were you thinking? Hmm. All I remember is the last 100, I was literally thinking in my head, like, okay, I need to just run for my life. Like, just run. I don't know. There's no more jumble screen next to me. I can't see anything. I need to just, like, run to the finish line. That's literally all I was thinking. But afterwards, I mean, I don't know. I think I was more so just happy that Raven got on the podium stand, too. <laughs> like, I wasn't thinking about myself. I was like, oh, my God. Like, wow, I did this. But, I mean, I was just like, oh, my God, Raven's here, too? That's so great. This is, like, something that has not really happened, like, in the past before. Um you know, you never really see that many 800 American athletes uh, making the podium at these really big championships. I was just super happy that she was there. Uh, but I mean, it was pretty cool. I don't think, I think because I wasn't planning on it or it wasn't something that was like a super big goal or dream for me that I was just like, oh, okay, this is cool. I didn't really accept the fact like, okay, this just happened. It was more just like, oh, okay, great. I won gold. How cool. You know, yeah. until yeah, now, I mean, I feel like even now it's, still kind of brewing into my mind but I feel like it might take a little bit of time for me to actually like sit back and be like dang I did that wow that's crazy <laughs> how did you celebrate after that one because I I mean my roommate at the time was Carissa and she went to Tokyo yeah and she was telling me that it was like it was an interesting experience just because it was like very different than everyone else like than all the other Olympics I guess oh yeah um but, yeah, I, I, yeah how was it I mean I went to Youth Olympics in 2018 and that was more of an Olympic experience than Tokyo was for me. I'm like, that's like, literally I was comparing the youth Olympics to the Olympics. I was like, this is insane. Like, why are we doing Like, this is so bad. But I mean, like, it's understandable because it's COVID and I'm surprised they even had it, you know, going on. But yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a an experience. I, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know. I know there's more to come and obviously Paris will be a little bit more, um, enjoyable or realistic <laughs> compared to Tokyo but I mean it was fun I still enjoyed it didn't really feel like it was a foreign place for me um but overall I would 1000% do again I feel like <laughs> they did their best to try and make it a regular a regular Olympics so. yeah so going into like 
that season, did you have any other goals other than like going to the Olympics? Like, like I'm talking about career goals or was like the Olympics more like a big bucket list item that you just checked off? Like freshman year? Yeah. I literally wasn't thinking about anything <laughs> like it's at all. I, I mean, I went into college. I was like, okay, whatever. We have four years. Okay. I don't know if it's going to take me four years. I don't know if it's, it's going to take me one year. If it takes me four years, great. Like, I was prepared for anything. I didn't really care if I was going to go professional. My first year, I didn't really, I wasn't even thinking about going professional, to be honest. I mean, I was just thinking about enjoying. And I knew when you make, like, big transitions and, like, you know, going from one coach to another, you obviously have to adjust um, and see how things work. You might have to change things up. And so I was prepared to take however long it takes. So over, like, going into it, I was not thinking about anything. It took me, like, meet by meet to really set down some goals. Um, so like whenever I ran my first race, I think I ran like 201 if I'm not mistaken. I was like, oh, okay, great. Let's break two. And then, you know, eventually that happened. When I ran the 400, I think I, my first race, I don't even know what my first time was, but all I remember is I ran like 50, maybe, I don't know, I, definitely not 52. I think it was like 50 point. I don't know. Indoors at some point I ran time, but I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Ran that time let's run this time now you know it was just a literally a meet by meet thing I wasn't thinking 10 months down the line I wasn't thinking about anything I was just a meet by meet month by month and that's it and I think that was also kind of helpful because it was like I'm just letting whatever happens happens whatever God has you know planned for me great whatever um I remember coach Henry was like our first meet we came out he's like yeah listen we don't know if COVID, you know, we don't know when they're going to shut this thing down. So just run every meet like it's your last one because we don't know what's going to happen. And I think I kind of just took that. I was like, okay, great. Who cares about peaking in July? Let's peak now. Let's <laughs> just peak for every meet. Literally. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> that easy. <laughs> um, is that kind of like mindset the same way that you approach like seasons now, just kind of season by season? Because I don't know, you've already accomplished like so many big feats. So like, how do you keep yourself motivated? Of Like, what's the next goal? Is it just keeping like getting faster, more medals? Like what, what do you think keeps you going? Hmm. I don't know if it's, I feel like now I'm just in a different, like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to say because the past three years have been totally different. Like 21 different than 22 and 23 is totally different than 22. Like, it's like, none of these mindsets are the same. And I feel like now I'm finally at the point where I'm like, okay, this is how I want to be. And this is like, obviously this is probably going to change, but I feel like this is the set in stone mindset that I need to kind of be successful, at least for this coming 2024 um, Olympics. But all my goals were so different for each year. Um, just thinking about the past things that I've done, I feel like I kind of relied on that to build my expectations and my goals. But now I'm thinking about more of a longer run type of mindset um but I don't know I've I've always not like I've never been really motivated by the past things that I've done it's more so just like okay this is a new year we're starting fresh and okay we're gonna start from scratch but I think Bobby's definitely helpful in like setting or helping us set these goals because you know he has plans for us and obviously he's gonna make those things happen um but it's definitely always going to be getting faster yeah. and at the know, end of the day certain times. Yeah. 1000% always getting faster. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes I feel like you need, you need the third party to like tell you the long-term plan. Cause it's hard to see it in your own mind when you're living your life day to day. It's hard to see like, you know, five years in the future. 
of what what you can plan for or like what you want your career to look like so I feel like yeah in terms of like professional coaching that's like one of their biggest jobs is to set you up for the four-year plan or whatever it is oh yeah um I feel like that's very beneficial what was a 2022 like for you um I mean that year was just different because mentally I just never felt like I I feel like I struggled struggled to get a bit not even a bit a lot of it (laughs) mentally just because I was in a weird place like I was professional but then I was still student athlete and so it's like I don't know I feel like this I just had so many expectations but like most I feel like I mostly felt like I had expectations from the school even though that probably wasn't the case because I was still in school so I'm like oh my god I need to be the best you know like they enjoy me as an athlete and they just enjoy me as a person so therefore I need to be the best student and like make sure this happens and this happens which was like I don't know. I feel like I almost had unrealistic expectations. And so um, I feel like I was almost a bit like, I don't want to say scared, but worried to like get help because like, it's hard to, the position I was in, not many people are in that position. And so it's kind of hard to get like advice and just get help because it's like, okay, I'm in this weird position, but who really understands it? And so I kind of just struggled a bit mentally, but then when it came to competition season, um, I don't know. Things are just different. I feel like we were adjusting from being a student athlete into being my first year professional. And a lot of times I've traveled by myself, um, you know, just go to these competitions on my own and figure things out just because my coach couldn't really make it most of the time. Um, But then when I got towards the end of the season, we were at Worlds. I don't know. I felt like I had to win. Like I felt like there was nothing else that could happen. And honestly, at the time I was kind of met my, my, legs were messed up that was not okay um but even with that that was a struggle because I'm like I'm waking up race day and and I'm not feeling my best and so it was just like super overwhelming but yeah it was it was just a different year and I can say the same thing for this year as well like it was just a totally different year and I say this all the time but I feel like I have not stopped moving for the past two to three years like there's been so many transitions that have happened um so I'm just really happy to be in a place where I feel like I can finally kind of settle down and kind of let things happen a bit easier than what it's been for the past year not really moving around too much yeah I feel like I mean from an outsider's perspective with the amount that you had going on and just like that the age that you are is the most chaotic years of your like your entire life so I feel like this next chapter just speaking from personal experience like just at the post-college like you move to a new place and you settle down I feel like it's just way more smooth sailing than the turmoil of like the college age atmosphere lifestyle. So yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, how was the Eugene experience last year? Was it, did you enjoy like winning worlds at home or was, I mean, it's just very different than other like stadiums. I feel like too. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was cool. I've, I've not experienced world. So like that was my first world. So, I mean, I couldn't really compare it to anything else, but it was definitely really cool. I mean, of course we love the home fans. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like Eugene almost feels like home at this point, even though we hate to admit it because we're there every single year and every like multiple times a year. And, you know, it's just it's a lot, but it does feel like home. I mean, and I think it might just be the home crowd or us just being in Eugene. You know, the Eugene fans are like insane. But yeah, I mean, even running at Prefontaine, I was like, wow, this feels so nice. Like, I mean, and it might be the stadium, too, because the stadium doesn't feel like it's overwhelming, but it does feel like you know, you know that people are there for this meet and um, people are here and cheer and things like that. But Worlds was cool last year. Was it felt year? like 
us running at USA's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel like it. You race there so often, where I feel like it's almost hard to distinguish. Yeah, between all the races, but just like kind of comforting also because then it's like you don't make it out. Like if it is worlds compared to like I don't know a U.S. prelim or something. Um, sometimes I feel like you can when it if you're lining up for worlds, you can almost like dim it down a little bit like it can be a little bit less stressful because it just feels like you're you could be running a u.s prelim it's like the same Mm -hmm. stadium so yeah um after last year did you end up did you end up like seeing a sports psych or did you go find someone to talk to because like you said i'm sure it's hard to find someone that understands your position but i'm sure there also are like different mental health people that work with like olympians and stuff as well yeah i honestly don't know i feel like there are some with like the shtf and just like you know we have that op- option, but no, I actually haven't, and I probably should. <laughs> um, but no, I know when I was at a and I did have one, and he was pretty great. He definitely helped for the past, you know, freshman and sophomore year. Uh, but being here, have not found one. Yeah, I mean that's okay. It also takes time to find one if you're even interested in finding one. But then also, oh, yeah. like I said before. I feel like this this next stage will just be a lot less chaotic. Oh yeah, which will probably help a lot of um, I don't know the stress. Oh I yeah, guess, behind everything. For sure. So, I'm curious, why did you decide to run like the 1500 this year? <laughs> um, I'm sure a lot of people. I mean, you probably already answered this somewhere, but I'm just curious from your perspective. Like, why did you decide to run it, and did you enjoy your experience running it? Um, I mean, I've always like. The 15, everyone thinks, like, the 1500 is so crazy, and I guess maybe it's because it's, like, okay, like, I say all the time, like, yeah, I've always run the 4A and the 15, literally all of my youth days up to my high school days, whatever, before going, even in college, but I guess they think, like, okay, the level of intensity or in the event is way different in college or, you know, whatever, it just increases, and so I don't know, I just... I feel like people just like blew it up for like absolutely. No I mean, reason. I think people, the media also just wants a story. You know, they're like, I'm "Oh my like, gosh, she's running the fifteen hundred. Does that mean she's not running the eight? Yeah, but I mean, it was. Bobby has been talking about the fifteen the whole year. Um, I kind of had to let it get into my mind a little bit because I haven't really run it. I I don't think I ran it any. I don't think I even ran it once in twenty twenty two, and so it was basically me kind of coming back to it, which I didn't think was that big of a deal. Training was pretty fun I enjoyed doing the training for the 15 um honestly over that was probably my most favorite um training to do but running it at USA is we obviously knew we didn't have to run the 800 because we have the buy and of course the 800 is like a mixture of the four and the 15 or like speed and strength um to say it a little bit better and so we were just like, okay, cool. Like we probably were on the 15 at USA, see how it goes. We were honestly planning around running one fifteen before then, um, just to get our legs moving a little bit. I think it was at the UCLA meet, but that didn't happen, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty fun. Like I love when people literally have no expectations for me and they're just like, Oh, it's probably gonna take an L okay, great. <laughs> I've lost plenty of times. Like, I don't really care. <laughs> but I mean, the first time was just so fun. It was definitely, eh, I wouldn't say it was super fast, but me running the first round was like, mm, I'm like, okay, I don't know what's happening here. I was getting beat up. I was getting beat up. I'm like tripping all my feet and everything. But the final, I was a bit shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, no one's running. Like, why am I leading this race? Like, what the heck? Can y'all do something? Like, why are we running like this, guys? Wake up. Why am I the leader? This this shouldn't be this way. And I feel like 
that was almost a bit a little bit like I don't know it, I wouldn't say it confused me but it was just it was a bit confusing because I'm just like uh it shouldn't be like this because all of y'all have a faster PR than I do so why am I running like this and so I feel like that kind of just made me take a step back a little bit in the race because I'm just like okay is someone gonna come let me just wait for someone to come you know instead of me going like full out and being like all right let me run the pace that Bobby has literally trained me to do um but it was still fun I'm Overall, I had a great time. I had fun being competitive with these girls and PR twice and absolutely, absolutely destroying all of these people's expectations. I was like, yeah, this feels nice. Yeah, yep. I mean, you certainly did. <laughs> did you ever think about running it at Worlds or was that just already off the table when you were even running it at USA's? I mean, or we didn't really. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I've yeah, we... <laughs> We didn't really have, like, you know, it's still, we were training this year, but obviously I think you might, you know, you're going to need a bit more time to kind of fully get into the 1500 training. And we knew that we had not done that because I just came with them. And we knew that 800 was probably, that was always our main focus the past year. Um, so, no, that was never really something that was really huge. I mean, in the future, yeah, possibly. But even though we probably could have made it happen, don't know how far it would have taken us, but. No, we were just like, let's just focus on eight. What did 1500 training look like for you? Also, is, is your training, or like, I'm assuming you're like very speed focused, like you're not doing that many miles? Or are you, are you like more of like a strength, I guess, person? Like, are you running a lot or is it a lot of like drills and stuff? I feel like it's a mixture of both because I still train for the 400 or like just do speed work. Uh, 15, I feel like we're always going to train for the 15 with Bobby just because he likes to have. I feel like we all have it balance. Um, but I mean, it's not really an intense amount of mileage. Like I'm not going outside running 10 miles a day or yeah. once a week or anything now. We're not training that hard. Um, but we're just making sure that we get some volume in, um, you know, if we want to get 400s or if we want to get some, I feel like it's mostly in the fall, maybe possibly. I don't really know. Bobby switches it up a lot so I can't really tell you that this is a guaranteed thing but we definitely just and I guess maybe increase volume a little bit and then but we're still doing speed we're still doing 800 stuff so honestly it hasn't really changed from what I'm used to, from what I'm used to um yeah it's kind of just been the same just a little bit increase in intensity and also volume yeah that makes sense um do you guys go to altitude at all like is that something that your team does or used to stay there year-round unless you're traveling to like compete um I mean we've had camps we went to Arizona last year but I don't know if that if that's even announced we weren't going to like NAU altitude but we were just having camp I don't know if it really affects us as much because we're all like 800 and below runners yeah so no we haven't really done that but who knows what we're doing this year (laughs) yeah TBD literally <laughs> how has your break been so good a bit busy but it's been really good I what feel have like you been honestly, like doing time is coming down I'm just like oh my god please I need I need a little more time I'm just meeting people like not meeting people but visiting people who I need to visit I went back to A&M for a little bit literally shortest time now ever um went on vacation went to Italy it was so nice literally just came back um what else um getting ready to go to Spain. Um I'm gonna just go hang out with my agent for a little bit, go see some football stuff. I really haven't done too much. I wish I had more time, but 
I've enjoyed getting my apartment together because it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I also feel like like moving and getting apartment stuff situated is kind of awful to do if you're training a lot. It's like so tedious. It's like yeah, probably it's like, if you're tired, it's like one of the last things that you want to do. It's she's not finished, and I've been here for a couple months now. So okay, but you had a busy summer, so you gotta set yourself some fun, you know. Egg, oh. <laughs> we have the things that we need to survive as long as we have a bed and utensils we're good <laughs> yeah see there you go um how long is your break and are you like working out at all or no when i'm on break i am not doing anything. i don't know why people struggle with this so much like they're like always trying to get back into it now i'm like okay if bobby says we're not getting back until this date great i'm not doing anything until that date um but I think we're on, I don't even know what week, maybe like week five now, since I have not run since Prefontaine, uh, but we'll be starting here pretty soon. But literally nothing. I've just been enjoying life and not, well, actually I have been thinking about track actually, which is crazy because I never do this, but yeah. Ron Why have you been thinking about it? I don't know. I'm just kind of excited for this year. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, that's good. Um, that's good. Yeah. I feel like that's the most ideal situation you want to be in after taking your break is thinking about it a little bit. Excitement. Not dread, you know? Yeah, no. Definitely, I mean, dread because I do enjoy my breaks, like, so much. But I also don't want to think about track, you know, because we have a whole 10 months or however many months to train and think about it every single minute. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm just super, actually pretty kind of excited for 2024. Yeah. See where it goes and what happens. It's a good place to be. What do you do, like, for fun? Like, even in season, like, what are you doing to keep yourself sane? Um, to keep myself sane, what do I do? I have no idea. I I feel like this year is going <laughs> to... I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I have no idea. I mean, the beach is great out here. I just, I love quality time. So, like, anything, like, away from my phone is probably really great. Uh, I love going out to eat. Probably so good. Who doesn't want to go out to eat? I have my Benny Bear, so I have to take care of him um I don't really like traveling too much in season you really can't do much I love having spa days oh my gosh they're so good literally you'll get a massage and a facial the best thing possible I love getting my nails done I feel like I started just a little bit doing like reels but I'm not the best at it because I really just don't put effort because that's just how I work like I'm gonna put the least amount of effort because I'm doing this for fun not because I need a million views no so I do that for fun. I don't know. I That's how it should be. You don't, you don't, stuff. you're not, you're not, um, your job isn't, you know, social media creator. Your job is to run fast and you do a great job with that. So I'm sure people love seeing your reels, regardless of how well edited they are. So They're so bad. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, reels are confusing. I don't even know how to use reels, to be honest. I deleted TikTok because I don't even know how to use that. Yeah, TikTok is also a scary place. It's just there's a lot going That's on. That's not good. Oh goodness. Well, I'm <laughs> glad I deleted it. <laughs> what 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 are your like your uh favorite well I just like stuttered heavily. Um what what are your favorite cuisines to eat? I love Italian food. Oh, so good. That's my, literally my favorite. Favorite. That's it. That's like literally if I could only eat one type of food, it'd be Italian food. So good. I love cheese. Oh my god. <laughs> Mozzarella. Oh my god, it's the best thing ever. I can I see the passion and pasta. I love it. I need to, I want to make it. 
oh my gosh, when I was in Italy, the the burrata, the so buffalo good. mozzarella, literally, literally, it's oh my, like when you cut it, it's like juicy. I'm just like, there's no way she should be this good. So good. I eat that every single day. I love cheese. Um, what else? Do you like have like a go-to dish that you order at Italian restaurants, or you just kind of? No, I really don't. I I mean, I always the caprese salad. Yeah, it's literally just mozzarella and tomatoes. Always so good and yeah. bread. That's number one. That's yeah. always if they have it on the menu, let's get it. Yep. But I'm a very like I'm not a picky eater, so I'll eat whatever is good or whatever people recommend. That's nice. Do you cook at all or no? I really don't, <laughs> which is really bad, but I need to because the amount of money that's spent on like takeout is like pretty bad. I feel like a lot of runners are like that. Like, a lot of pro runners I know, they're not cooking much. They're they're using those DoorDash credits or just, you know, going out to eat every night, which again, if you're tired, being in the kitchen does not sound very fun. Yeah. I, feel like I used you to do like- want the meal now. No, exactly. I used to do like meal prep um from like factor but I just don't think it worked out for me like it just didn't like I don't think my stomach enjoyed it the food was good but I don't think it was like good for me so I had to stop that and I haven't really found anything else that was like something I would enjoy but those were always like prep food so that was like yeah just come home from practice first practice pop that in the microwave Mm. it's fresh but the microwave just warms it up. <laughs> yeah. I actually love the factor meals. Like I will chomp those down. They're by far the best um, like meal kit thing I've yeah. had before. They're just very good. Um, so that makes sense. Even though it hurt your tummy or whatever. That's unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> okay. What is, I'm curious what a day in the life looks like for you. Like right now? Yeah, or I guess when you're like training. Okay. Training. Um, Let's see. I don't know. We probably start practice really in the morning. So I'm either, I don't, I don't go later than 12 most of the time, especially. And um, especially when we're first starting. Wake up. I like to have a lot of time with my hands. I do not like rushing. Like that's the worst thing. Like, no, <laughs> I do not like rushing. So I wake up pretty early. First thing is take Benny Bear outside. Go let him take his poopy. And I feed him. Then we come back. I think before I, I'll mix it up sometimes. This depends on how much time. I'll either get ready, then make some breakfast, or I'll just make breakfast super quick and then get ready, depending on, again, the time. But then I'm out of the house pretty off, like, pretty quick. The morning probably is only, like, an hour and a half max of, like, getting ready. Then we go to practice, warm up, do the workout, probably there for, like, two hours, then leave, probably get some... If I don't eat that much in the morning, I'm probably going to go get some, like, brunch or, like, lunch. I love brunch. Brunch is my favorite meal of the day. Even though it's not a meal of the day, it's so good. I feel like it's an it athlete meal of the day for sure. Because the, bre- the first breakfast isn't real. It's, like, fake. Uh, yeah. It exactly. goes away because you work it out of the system. Like, it's not even real. Then you have exactly. the meal. It, and that's always my favorite part. Always coffee. Coffee after practice, though. Because if I have it before, I'm probably going to have to use the bathroom. And we don't want that to happen <laughs> during the workout. What's your coffee order? Oh my gosh, I've changed my coffee so much. Like, uh, I I guess I really started consuming coffee like a lot 
in college, even though I like really drank it my junior year of high school, but I would always just get like a nice coffee. But freshman year, it was like just lattes, straight up lattes. Those are my favorites. But this past year, or not even this past year, literally the past couple of months, I've started getting some black coffee, just straight up black, just with sugar. And then cortados. I don't even, I'm not saying it the right way, but those are so good because I don't know. I feel like lattes are just pretty heavy sometimes. And so like, it's like, mm, Cortado is going to give me a bit of the milk that I like and also coffee taste. But I'm into black coffee, which is something I've never thought of ever happening ever in my life. Yeah. I'm not a coffee fanatic yet because I still put sugar in my coffee. That's okay. Your stuff's ahead of me already. So (laughs) I can't drink black coffee. There's no way. It's so good. I just, I can't agree. I can't agree with that. Even with the sugar in it, no. I need the cream over the sugar. I can't, I need the creaminess of it. Otherwise, I just feel like I'm drinking, like, I'm just drinking uh, sweet bean water, you know? Good. That's what, you want to taste the bean. I don't like not tasting the bean. Not tasting the bean is the worst thing. That's, I love tasting the bean. Like, why am I drinking coffee if I can't taste the bean? Like, what am I drinking? (laughs) I may as well just go to the kitchen and get milk and put some sugar in it. Okay, you know what? That's fair. That's fair. Do you have like a specific coffee place that you like to go to? I don't. College Station was easier because there wasn't a ton. But here, mm, let's see. I enjoy three. No, is it three? Yeah, I enjoy 310. They make some really good lattes. I haven't gotten black coffee there for a while. And then also there's a coffee shop called Manana. So good. They make I'm like the saying you're like saying these things like I would have any idea, but I know LA is so huge that I like will have no idea. It's in these are all in Culver City. Okay, but so good. There's so many coffee shops around here though. Like there's, I'm imagine if I've been to every single one. Like there's an insane amount. Yeah, there's no way. It's like it's like New York. Like there's just no way you're gonna make it through all the coffee yeah. shops around there. Yeah. Have you ever been to Phil's? I have, but you don't I like mean, it. I think they have pretty decent coffee but i wouldn't say i'm a fan like i that's not something i'm like oh let me go to i'm not really a fan of chain restaurant uh chain coffee shops like mm-hmm. i like it's pure authentic like you're your own shop you don't have 10 million everywhere like starbucks no and then if you guys like starbucks okay like, let me not say that in case are you serious i like starbucks and i'm so offended i'm just kidding i'm not offended i it's it's a valid take I just fine. It's just you can't really taste the bean. That's are you sure it's fine? Because you literally just made the vomiting motion in your hand. I don't think. I mean, it's not fine. But I'm just trying to make everyone else feel better. Yeah, it's all right. right. No, everyone picks their bean. Their bean of choice. Yes. Um. Okay. Wait. We got off topic. So you go to practice. You go to brunch, coffee. Then what? Then we have like lifting slash PT. Afterwards, mostly, but definitely come back home, take care of Bentley again, and then abandon him, unfortunately. Then go to practice again. Then we get back home. It's probably like five o'clock. So I'm hitting some mad traffic. Literally going to take me probably like 45 to an hour to get home, which is the most unfortunate thing, especially after practice. That's criminal. I'm already tired. I'm just like, and we're going like five miles an hour on the highway, literally not moving. Just got to put on some music, attempt to jam out. But then after that, my bedtime is like nine o'clock at this point because I'm like ready to go to bed. But get back home, take care of Benny Bear again, get dinner or make dinner, but always showering before I eat food. And then we eat, 
feed Benny, and it's almost time to go to sleep. I think I'd probably like turn on a show to watch or something. Then it's time to go to bed. And then we start once again the next day. Like you see, like there's not much time to like be like, oh yeah, let me go explore this place today. Like, no. On your off days, it's like, okay, get recovery, literally put your legs up and get yeah. ready for the next day. You know, so it's like pretty hard, but the days are full, especially with the amount of time that it takes to get around LA. It's like, oh, it doesn't take it should be 15 minutes, but it takes you 30 or 45, depending on the traffic. So it's like we're already wasting time during the day. So it's a little hard, but. So you guys work at UCLA, don't you? Yeah, most of the time. So are you on campus then most of the day? If you have, so you have two practices, or are you just like hanging around, hanging out around there? No, I mean, I get food around UCLA after, because that's where we start. So I get food around the area or maybe back near home so I can get back and like shower and stuff a little bit if I can. Um, but no, I'm not on campus. Second practice is in mostly Santa Monica or somewhere else. It's not, you don't go back to UCLA. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense then. Oh my gosh, that's like so much driving. It is. But I mean, again, it's like, it should only be 15 minutes apart. Barely yeah, but, but it's not because you live in LA. So. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's it's crazy. Like when there's no traffic on Sundays, and like you're driving from the doing your usual drive, it's like, 11 minutes I'm just like what the, how is this possible yeah well, then it makes then it makes the Monday yes. worse though because you're like I got there in 11 minutes yesterday and why is it taking me 50 today is the GPS broken <laughs> no the free the California freeways are broken just people just don't know how to drive that's the problem like I mean it's like there's one person that's just sitting at the front of the line just like making traffic happen and just yeah oh, guys let's just let's push our pedal yeah. I don't think they that the problem with I think Los Angelesians or how whatever you would call them is just like they don't know like they drive as if there's traffic all the time so like even if there isn't any traffic they're still gonna drive like there is it's just like guys why is the gap between you and the next car 50 meters can you get about 10 meters five meters apart you know like let's keep the flow going and I think that's the problem but you know it might just be the Jersey driver, the Jersey driver in me, because we don't we don't play like that. Yeah, we, we get where we have to go. Yeah, LA driving is scary. It's it's actually scares me, and I'm not really scared of like California freeways, but like I would drive from Oregon to San Diego often mm-hmm. or whatever, and I would do it in one go, which is like 15 hours. Terrible. I don't recommend by myself too. No. But once no. it would be like 13 hours in, and then I'd get to the LA portion, and the difference, like. I could tell immediately when I got into LA because it just turned into a crazy, like, I just felt like I was fighting for my life on that. You you literally are. And like, you're fighting for your life because they don't know how to drive. And it's like, like, they want to be selfish, but like, they're like selfish drivers that don't know how to drive. So that's the problem. It's like, you can't be selfish and not know how to drive and not not know how to follow the rules because that's going to cause an accident. Like the amount of times that I've been the one to avoid the accident, it's, it's insane. It's Lord. I just bless. Well, I just pray that God blesses every single one of these drivers on the road because I don't know how they're still doing what they do. Yeah, I don't know how it hasn't gotten better. I feel like it's like at some point, you know, we got everyone's got to learn, including myself, how to drive through LA pleasantly. But I just can't. I've given up. <laughs> I think that's that's the way to go at this point. Don't think it's going to change because it won't. <laughs> 
So this is a PSA. Everyone moved to LA. It's so nice and the traffic is amazing. So yes, <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah, perfect. Um, okay. I have like two more questions before I let you go because one of the, like the biggest questions I got was, do you model a lot? Because you've modeled a, a decent amount. I feel like I actually haven't modeled like too much. I've walked for Nike once. And I mean, I feel like, I mean, I've done like things for magazines where they just like take shots, but no, I haven't really gotten into modeling. I think right now, uh, the focus is kind of just like get my name out there, kind of put my face out there. And, you know, if you keep winning, then people are going to want to see you and people are going to want to have a, you know, want to have a piece of you. And so, I mean, that's all I got to do. But of course, trying to get myself into that whole other side of the world. But I do just enjoy getting dressed and styling and stuff like that, even if it's on my own. So. No, but I haven't really modeled too much. Have you been like What's approached this? by agencies and stuff? I mean, I haven't, but I think I'm pre- pretty sure my agent has been talking to them. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But I mean, no, of course we wish like we can just walk in the street and be like, oh my God, who are you? <laughs> but they don't do that here. Yeah, no, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like you're famous enough where people are probably inquiring. Um so that is something that you would want to pursue, though. I mean, it's hard. That, I feel like that would be really difficult to do while professional running, but like maybe after. Yeah, I would love to. I mean, I think it'd be really be fun. Of course, that world is definitely different. I feel like when you get into it, you'll see like, okay, what it actually is versus what it looks like <laughs> from the outside. But sure. I, mean, I still think it'd be pretty enjoyable, just because I don't know. I just like seeing things build up. You know, like I like seeing the process of things, like just starting from scratch and then, you know, building up whatever it is. You know, when it the look or anything. So I think it'd be pretty cool. Do you have any other, like, things that you would want to potentially do after you finish running? Or, I mean, again, you're so young, but... Yeah. I mean, I definitely want a farm. A farm? I want... Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say an an entire farm, but I do want some animals. What kind of... What animals? I would love some goats. Okay. I would love a llama. I would love a hundred more Bentleys, like literally a hundred more. Like I just want to see all of them running around. I honestly think like, I want to have a shelter and like be like foster dogs. And I mean, like, I don't want to discriminate over any dog. Cause that'd be so bad, but I love pugs. And so like, if I can, and actually I can do this cause I've seen someone else do it actually on internet. I would literally just have a shelter literally just for pugs. Like I would be so overwhelmed. And like, I don't even know if I would be able to function. Like I'm going to need someone to work there because if I just like walk in there and they're all coming to get me, I'm just like, <laughs> I can't function. I just like, I'm absolutely in like, I'm in love with them. Like they're they the best babies ever. And so that, but that's what I would do that or have like just some animals and have a whole bunch of Bentleys. But I don't know. I just want to, I don't really do anything too crazy. Like I, I, I like to just enjoy and take a step back and just literally do nothing. Just enjoy whatever. But I would have a pug cafe also. Oh, that would, be, that would be, that would be cool. I want to make one in LA. There's only one in United Kingdom, and the pug lovers deserve to have a cafe for pugs. I feel like that's a perfect thing to do in LA. That's like a great hard pivot from professional running to pug cafe owner. Literally, I love. I'm that. not doing anything normal. I don't know what other people want to do when they're done on track, but <laughs> start a podcast. Oh gosh, I feel like I just don't talk. Like, I feel like I would just need people to like a mic on me like just all the time yeah have this conversation instead of like actually sitting here thinking about what I'm gonna talk about because that's not gonna work 
Yeah. It is better when it's a little bit more organic. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, my podcasts aren't very structured. Like, I have, like, some topics or whatever, but I'm more of just, like, a... I just like to have a conversation, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, the last question I have for you is, do you have any advice to your younger self? Um, I don't know. I feel like probably saying to continue to have fun is a bit... Well, I can't even say that to myself because I feel like that was always the goal. Let's see. Probably you are on the right track. I feel like there's many times when I thought like, ooh, am I doing this right? Like, I kind of don't want to do this anymore. And so if I heard like, okay, you're doing the right thing and like you're on the right track to keep going, then I'd be like, oh, okay, I will. But I did not think that. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Not really knowing like this was what I was made to do and like what I was created to do. Um, so definitely to be that you're on the right track. I think that's a good reminder, especially for young people. There, There's a lot going on, so. 1,000%. Sweet. Well, we covered a lot of different topics in this episode, yeah. I will say. It went all over the place. Usually it does. My podcast is kind of crazy, so I feel like this is where it goes. From talking about training to having a farm and a pub cafe. That's <laughs> literally the way it ends, usually. Um, where can people follow you if they don't already follow you? I really mostly only use Instagram, but I have Twitter too, but I don't really post on there, but both of them are just at A-T-H-I-I-I-N-G. Or you can just look me up on the internet, a thing, Mo, A-T-H-I-N-G-M-U, and you'll find whatever page and whatever information you want to look at. Don't know if it's true, so I wouldn't recommend you listening to every single one, but if you want to know about me, just go to Google. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, Okay, I think thank you so much for coming on. To close out the episode, can we get a good old peace out, fellas? Peace out, fellas! I hope you guys enjoyed this legendary episode of Convos Over Cold Brew. A thing is amazing. I'm so excited to see what she accomplishes over the next couple years. So go check her out. Go follow her. Stay up to date on all that she's doing. Don't forget to follow us, too, on Instagram at Convos Over Cold Brew Pod. And if you love the podcast, rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen, it means the world to me and I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening and I will catch you all next week. Peace out, fellas. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.